following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. You can get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation just by listening to Heart Health Radio, following Dr. Weefald's advice. Yes, well, you know, the advice we give is based on science and nothing else, nothing more. So the advice we give is advice that we carefully work out in advance, but we're not perfect. Um, And so always, always consult your medical doctor. He or she knows you. I don't. Right. So if there's something I talk about, don't just run out and do it. Talk to your doctor. Well, I haven't the slightest idea what topic we're going to deal with uh, today's (laughs) show. It's Uh, all corona. All the, I'm no. surprised that, you know, uh, Sirius XM doesn't have a coronavirus radio. Yeah. I mean, this is how crazy it's gotten. Well, there is a possibility what we should do is actually get a network or, or rotate this show so that you could tune in at any time, day or night, and hear this particular yes. episode. Yes. We have the updated information, not only the data, but also advice about the coronavirus and i want to start we've got other things on the show i did the oldest thing i've ever done what's that well i'm not going to tell you right now we'll talk Uh-oh. about it after the it's I've a done, secret i've done something so old i might as well have just gone to the four o'clock early bird special wearing wearing matching shoes and belt okay i'm just telling you that I did. And there are other things. And your phone calls at 919-860-9783. We start with Dr. Drew Pinsky. Is he a good guy? He is. The only, I, I disagree about him on it. the opioid crisis. That's, that's a topic for another situation. But he's a good guy, ultimately. Okay. This is what Dr. Drew said about the coronavirus outbreak. The panic is far worse than the virus. Let the professionals whose job it is to contain pandemic do their job. They're doing an amazing job worldwide. The efforts and the effect of the organizations like the CDC and the WHO has been remarkable. And yet the media continues to take every effort to fan the flames of panic. He was on Fox and Friends on Fox Network. Thank you for not suing us for using it. Um, And as it turns out, the president has already spoken on this. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Now, as it turns out, it's not the current president, but advice is is good advice uh, no matter what. I think Trump would have said, hey, just stop being scared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm concerned about the coronavirus. Everybody is. Everybody's concerned, and you should be concerned. And I think if you're young and healthy... Uh, and you don't have a chronic illness, you shouldn't be concerned about getting it yourself. Okay. Because it's going to be a mild, self-limited illness, probably not as bad as the influenza epidemic that we've had going on. Uh, You might get a little sick with this uh, coronavirus pneumonia, but it is not serious. What you should be concerned about as a young, healthy person is not infecting Someone with chronic illnesses like uncontrolled diabetes, congestive heart failure, mm-hmm. things like that. 
or elderly people. Elderly people, particularly in nursing homes, um, their immune systems are weak because they're old and debilitated. Yeah. So what we have to focus on is, as a community is what they've done in China, which has worked. And that is voluntary isolation, hand washing, and avoiding situations where you're around people who are at risk for coronavirus or who have it. Is it at all conceivable that we'll respond the way the Chinese did early and lock off cities? I don't think so, because we don't need to. What happened in China um, was tragic because there was a doctor who recognized this because he'd seen SARS, which was, in case you don't remember, mm-hmm. it was the 90s or 2000s. It was a coronavirus that broke out and it became an endemic, not a pandemic, in parts of China. It did not spread all over the world. And so this guy, and God bless me, I can't remember his name. He was the doctor who blew the whistle, said there's something wrong. Unfortunately, the authoritarian, socialist Chinese government, communist Chinese government, muzzled him, arrested him. Now, when they released him and things got moving, they decided they had to do something drastic, which is shut down entire cities. Now, Wuhan, 10 million people. What's the infection rate? I'm not talking about the death rate, but what's the infection rate in the city, which for a month went on spreading the virus by person-to-person contact because they didn't know what it was? One in a thousand. So only one in a thousand in the 10 million city, uh, pop 10 million people population city of Wuhan got any infection. Now, the death rate is 14% for those people who are over the age of 80 or who have chronic illnesses. If you do not have a serious chronic illness like uncontrolled diabetes, we talked about before, congestive heart failure, uh, if you're undergoing chemotherapy for cancer, you're at higher risk for getting this illness. And those are the people that the rest of us need to protect. But isolation works. Voluntary isolation works. There was this idiot at Dartmouth College. And I went to Princeton, part of the Ivy League. Yeah, Dartmouth, you know, big you don't like Dartmouth. What a bunch. What is this guy? He was an idiot. He was told he had SARS. Well, you know, he's Dartmouth. Yeah. Big it's green. not like he went to SUNY Oswego yeah, like that's I right. did. Well, that's right. a great school. Oh, it is a good school. Let me tell you, the State University of New York system. Yes. Fantastic. I had some guys at SUNY B, SUNY Bigger. <laughs> anyway. We look down our noses at Dartmouth. Right. We do, yeah. I would. This guy decided to go to a party. He was told isolate himself. Now, is that because he was going to infect other healthy people that they were worried about? Yes, because those other healthy people could go on and infect someone who's at risk for a serious complication from the illness. But what do you do? I mean, do you sit around and wring your hands? Let me tell you, stop reading. As soon as the article says something outrageously, you know, fanatical about uh, the coronavirus, just stop reading it. Mm-hmm. Just stop, because it's fake news. We'll get to more fake news at the end. Yeah. Um, let me let me just give you an example, an article that I wrote by a guy who's with Netflix, okay? He's an emergency uh, physician in Honolulu. His name is Dara O'Carroll. I guess it's an Irishman living in, in, in paradise. Yeah. But here's a statement, okay? 
I agree with me- this is this is O'Carroll talking. I agree with many other experts that COVID nineteen has spread deeper and farther into our communities. It will infect a majority of Earth's human population, up to seventy percent of us. I mean, come on, give me a break. Give me the data from China, Dave. Okay, remember. Okay, right. Now. China is the worst area. What have they done, and what's the result? Okay, we have mainland China right now confirmed cases at 80,600. 80,600. And two now, weeks ago, it was about 78,000. Yeah, it, it, what's happened is things have leveled off. Right, and so what does that mean? That means that it's under control. Or the Chinese are lying. Right. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. Okay. And, and remember, the, and I'm going to say this, everybody knows my political philosophy, but if you stop, take a big deep breath, and analyze what all these crazy people are saying, mm-hmm. they have done something immoral, and which is they're using the coronavirus to get back at their public enemy number one, which is President Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can do no right. I mean, you look at Deborah Messing. I mean, you know, who else do you want to believe? Who would you believe? You believe oh. the Nobel Prize winner or Deborah Messing? And Deborah Messing, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. She was and on so, two two series of of uh, what is it? I can't remember the name of her. Yeah, show. it was something. Yeah, something she was living with a, a guy. Yeah, it was. It was they a weren't interested in each show. other, but yeah. good friend. Anyway, the bottom line: Will is, and Grace. Yes. Yes. Celebrities don't know Doodley. And don't listen to them. Yeah. Because Deborah Messing is clearly a left-wing Democrat who, whose goal is to defeat President Trump. Now, whether or not you want to defeat President Trump, I, I respect every political philosophy. Unlike the left-wing, I won't scream and yell at you because you don't like President Trump. But I will get upset if you use this um, infection that's going around the world. Yeah. As a political tool and say that the CDC is doing nothing. It's because of Trump. It's, it's just driving me crazy mm-hmm. because it's, it's frothing this into a frenzy of disbelief. So what's the word? The word is China with 1.5 billion people have plateaued off at 80,000 cases. 80,000 cases. This is not going to affect 70% of the world's population. You're not going to have medical doctors dropping like flies because they're being exposed. That's what this guy's journal, I mean, article is all about. Yeah. Is how brave the medical community is going to be exposing themselves to death and defying acts. Yeah. The doctors who are taking care of themselves by not getting sleep, not working 24-7. Yeah. If there's anything that primes your immune system to failure, it's a lack of sleep. So... These hospitals who are frenzied into preparation need to get the appropriate stuff. They need to get the IV fluids for people who have the illness seriously, who can't eat or drink. Yeah. But they need to get their doctors home and in bed and sleeping and not being these 24-7 heroes working around the clock. That's what killed that Chinese doctor. Right. He did not sleep for seven days, literally. Lived on tea and coffee and, you know, that's dumb. it's just nuts. Okay. We're not going to all die. We're, We're going to talk about getting the appropriate stuff because my wife went out in the in the real world oh my and gosh. she she heard from her mom that there wasn't enough toilet paper in the local store and she went to the local store and guess what? There wasn't any toilet paper. Well, I've got 26 rolls 
in my apartment. You beat know you. why? I can beat you. No, you know why? Why? Because I, when I go to the store, yeah. I can't remember that I got it the week before. That's right. So I buy some more. 26 rolls ranks you as an amateur in the Alexander okay. household. So if there's a listener out there who's panicking, call. I'll send you a couple rolls of toilet paper, okay? <laughs> I, I like spare it. Them. I like it. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. If you want those rolls of toilet paper, if you call before midnight tonight, you can get them autographed. 919-860-9783. Well, not the whole roll, you understand, just the first couple of pieces. 919-860-9783. Call now. I am so glad that we do not actually deal with fake political news, because that would take up the entire yeah, see, hour. And this then is some. fake political news. Okay. The fake coronavirus news is fake political news. Dr. Because Franklin Weefald is at the fake news right. desk. Okay. Sorry. So, you all heard where President Trump supposedly told people who had coronavirus that they should go to work. Now, there's a big difference between the word could... Uh-huh. And the word should. Yeah. Now I saw his press conference, and he said, "For the this is he said something true. For the vast majority of people, it's going to be like a cold. They could do housework, they could eat, they could uh, they could could go to work. That doesn't mean he was saying should go to work. So immediately, the screaming headline from MSNBC, from CNBC, from CBS, from ABC, you name it, any of the C's." They all said, Trump says people who have coronavirus should go to work. Yeah. Now, what does this mean? Stop watching the pundits yeah. because they're idiots. And well, they're, willing, they're willing to politicize this and make people scared because mm-hmm. they want to beat Donald Trump. They're, you know, you get coronavirus, it's Trump's fault. You vote for the Democrats or you're going to die. Yeah. It's the same thing with climate change. Okay. But it's much more real for people right now so it's all fake news if you see something that says president trump is gonna kill you yeah it's fake news okay period john and wendell called up how you doing john great to hear from you oh thank you please no i've been following this whole mess with the covid virus yes i have to say that uh, the fake news bit is very true because uh swine flu and all the others were downplayed because uh they, 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 the media was in agreement with the party in power. Exactly. And uh, you can right. tell that. Uh, there was a, a lesson that my father gave me and my older brother back in 1965. We'd come home from school and dad was home because he worked evenings. It was unusual. He said, after dinner, we're watching the news. So after dinner, he took the black and white TV out of the bedroom and put, the, put it on top of the black and white TV in the living room because everything was black and white. Yeah. Turned on Chet Huntley and David Brinkley on NBC News and good old Walter Cronkite on CBS. Yes. And it was amazing. They said the exact same thing at the exact same time and showed the exact same film. Yep. After five minutes, he turned one TV to ABC News. ABC and NBC said the exact same thing at the exact same time and showed the exact same film. Yep. Then he gave us the Indianapolis News, being in Indianapolis, Indiana, and everything they were talking about on the TV news was in the newspaper with the byline UPI, United Press International and AD, Associated Press. And the lesson Dad gave us was this. When your news sources are in lockstep 
word-for-word agreement. You're not getting news. You're getting propaganda. They already decided in advance what lie they're going to tell you, so everywhere you turn, you hear the same lie. Very good. I job. agree with you, and, and it's it, it's sad because there's no one on the other side screaming and yelling and saying stop listening to these people and and giving the the reasons why this is fake news Mm -hmm. and you know i hate to say it fox news is the first and probably the only voice on the other side do i agree with everything they say no do i think they're perfect no but we have to have both sides now i mean Whatever. I used to be the editor of my student newspaper in high school, and I worked on the Daily Princetonian. And back then, it was objectivity. It was who, what, when, where, why, not what do you believe. And so we've, we've lost it. We've lost that. And we lost an entire generation of, of people. The millennials and the Gen Zs are lost. You know, they don't even know what World War II was. I asked, I asked what, the Gen what, Z. They don't know what Vietnam was. Right. I asked the Gen Z. Okay, what was World War II? And there's a quizzical look on, on this person's face, and they finally said, oh, yeah, that's when we locked up all the Japanese. Yeah. And that's the only thing they're taught. Yeah. I mean, they're taught that Fidel Castro is great. Bernie loves Fidel. You know, oh, what did Bernie say? Bernie said, what was wrong with teaching people how to read? Yeah. Well, I, what I would say is, yeah, that's good. Then they could read the false charges. Before Fidel put a bullet in your head yeah. for not believing in what he said, and then charge your family for the bullet. Mm. And so the point that you make is excellent. Okay, we all need to start being able to read for ourselves using the knowledge we have and interpreting it. Now, I think David and I do a service about medical misinformation as well as medical information. And we'll also say when we're wrong. And we did a fake news story a couple of weeks ago that Corona beer was, was not. Being, yeah. yeah, it was last year. Yeah, or last and week. that was totally wrong. Oh, yes. Totally wrong. We were wrong. You know, and the reason why we were wrong is we believed the story out of a quote unquote respected news source. So yeah. what we're trying to do on this show is to have people learn to think for themselves and question the stuff, especially if it comes from MSNBC or if it comes, CNN, you know, the Chicken Noodle Network, the Communist News Network, okay? <laughs> I mean, MSNBC, what does Donald Trump call it? MSDNC, Democratic yep. National Committee. Yep. There's no substance to it whatsoever, except if you don't... Throw all the, talking points. Right. Yeah. And if you don't vote for us... You're all going to die. John, thank you. John, that's an excellent thing you thank said. You. John, you're a great God American. Be with you. You're a great American. Thank you. 919-860-9783 is her telephone number. You got to know talk radio to know who I was pretending to be. Absolutely. 919-860-9783 is our number. Go ahead and call. One day you're going to say, talent on loan from God. Oh, no, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't. Hey, the New England Journal of Medicine yes, came yes. out. Now, this is not a radical group. No, it's not. And and although... I mean, I will say this, it's, it's populated, this is a surprising thing, because it's populated editorially by a bunch of lefties. Mm-hmm. And so this is a prime example of how you don't have to promote your political agenda mm-hmm. when you're discussing a topic as important as this. And, so and what did they say? They said that we're not going to have a pandemic, that the flu is more serious than this, 
And the whole point is, is that we don't need to rush into crazy treatments. There are experimental treatments that may work mm-hmm. for the sickest of us. So, okay. for example, some of these antiretroviral HIV drugs, if you're 30 years old and completely healthy, you don't need to run out and stock up on HIV drugs. These are drugs that we could possibly use for the sickest of us, the 80-year-olds, the, the chronically ill people. And we're going to talk about after the break a, a thing that I hope you hear first, and it's a possibility of a treatment that's pretty easy to do that we might be able to immediately start giving people who are seriously ill with COVID-19. Okay. And we have uh, more fake news in the in the hopper. No, we've got plenty of time. Oh, we do? We do. Yeah, hey, a minute and a half. Mercy. I thought you were trying to rush me off. Anyway, here's... Oh, by the way, you mentioned flu deaths. Yes. 11 people died with the flu in North Carolina last week, and that brings the seasonal total to 127 and that and, and outnumbers... Yet, and yet nobody's talking about it. Well, and we it's are. sad because the anti-vaxxers have gotten a hold of the mindset of mm-hmm. so many people in this country. Get your flu shot. It's not too late. If you haven't had your flu shot, stop worrying about COVID-19. Get your and flu go shot. get your flu shot. And while you're at it, get a Coke and a smile. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right, I'll tell you, because we have a limited amount of time, I'll tell you the oldest thing I did. What's that? I went and I worked out. Now, I went to the community center. I went to the community center <laughs> in Fuquay Varina, signed did you, up. Did you wear yoga pants? No, 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 I didn't. There was nothing to do with actually working out. I went there and found out that I get a lower price because I'm over 55. Understand, I did this. I got the senior discount at the community center. That's bad. That's the oldest thing I've ever done. Well, I've I've gotten uh, lift ticket discounts. I, no, but the whole idea of going to of the, the community center. I might as well have just signed up for a craft group or maybe the the bus trip to the to the casino. Well, let, let me tell you. All right, we're back in okay. just a moment Stop. after our news. Now back to heart health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM six eighty WPTF. Get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation by listening to Heart Health Radio Saturdays at noon right here on the Heart Health Radio Network. You're going to talk to us about convalescent serum, aren't you? Yeah. In 1918, we really had a pandemic, 50 million people dead from the flu. Now, one of the things that's been lost in time is serum treatments. Okay, suppose you get bit by a snake. Yeah. You know how they treat you? No. They give you anti-venom. And what is anti-venom? I don't know. It's made from people who survived a snake bite. It's the antibodies in the serum. So what is a serum? Serum's the the yellow stuff when you spin down a blood tube. If you've ever had blood drawn, you see it spun down. They spin okay. down the cells. Inside that, that clear but yellow fluid are a bunch of billions and billions, as Carl Sagan would say, of proteins. And some of them are specifically targeted against either snake venom or, in the case of the flu, the flu virus. Mm -hmm. So what did these doctors do? They didn't even know what this was about. But they decided to do an experiment. They took people who'd recovered and transfused their blood into people who were deathly ill. And guess what? 
50% reduction in mortality. So they're doing studies where? In China. Yeah. And they're isolating the serum. They're isolating the antibodies from people who recovered. And they're giving it to people who are deathly ill. Mm -hmm. So that may be something very simple we can do. And I know that the CDC is looking into this because that's where I read it. Yeah. And I think it's an example of why not to panic. There are smart, smart people who are behind this. Not at Dartmouth, but elsewhere. Well, you know, I was talking about toilet paper earlier. Yeah. Well, there's Dartmouth toilet paper. Really? Yeah. Each individual sheet says, Dartmouth Diploma, take one. (laughs) (laughs) They've become our punching bag. Well, if there's a guy from Dartmouth listening who's really upset, I have a bunch of Princeton jokes, too. I don't don't have any State University of Newark Oswego jokes. No, nobody ever wrote them. This is a prime example. Just relax. Take a deep breath. I love (laughs) Dartmouth. Go Big Green. Our hospitals in North Carolina scored very well on the national rankings and what who's tops okay so i as anybody knows uh you know full disclosure i did my cardiology training at the duke university medical center and and i still have a lot of friends who were there it was ranked number one and i'm very proud to be associated with duke they're not perfect but they have an incredible group of people doctors nurses um housekeepers you Uh name it all these people work very hard. Now, is it easy to work at Duke? Is it easy to be a fellow at Duke? No. I mean, it's a very tough place because their standards are so high. Sure. I want a place where people fail. Right. I, I want a place, literally, where students then have yeah. to go somewhere else because, you know, it was well, too hard. And I don't know if you remember, what, about four, maybe ten years ago, they transplanted the wrong heart into that young girl. You remember that? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, so what happened was in the middle of the night, the transplant surgeon got a call, uh, thought he confirmed the blood type. It's just wow. ABO blood type. And they gave it to the person uh, who didn't need it. It was the wrong blood type, and she died. And there was a big, big stink about that. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because people make mistakes. Yeah. People can make serious mistakes. Remember the, the elevator fluid as opposed to the I cleaning fluid? I do remember fluid? that, yes. Yeah. And so Duke got a... You know, slap in the face twice, and everybody thought, oh, what a bunch of jerks, they're done. Wrong. No. You can recover from mistakes. And when you admit you made a mistake, and you do everything you can to not make another mistake. Now, here's another example. Number two, yeah. the University of North Carolina. Now, we talked earlier in our um, cavalcade of shows about a horrible thing that happened there with the children's pediatric heart surgery program. Yes. And and that was a situation where they had bad outcomes. Now, did it ruin the University of North Carolina? No. No, it didn't. It's not. a great place, and I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Now, number three yeah. is our own Rex Hospital in Raleigh, yeah. North Carolina. UNC Rex. Yeah. And so they do a great job. They've got a brand-new heart center. Um, again, full disclosure, I'm a wake med person, and uh, my heart is with wake med, but that doesn't mean that I can't recognize that UNC Rex Hospital deserves accolades. Now, here's something that surprised me. Um, if you've ever been to Greensboro, mm. the Moses Cone Memorial Hospital, I've heard it's good, mm-hmm. but I never knew it was this good. It's number four. Well, it's number four in North Carolina. Right. This is the Carolina Yeah, this is North list. Carolina. We're all talking about North. These all made the top hospitals list. Yes. But these are the ones that made it, and they're ranking North Carolina. Now, another big surprise. Yeah. Carolina East Medical Center in New Bern. 
I have no knowledge of it. But I've had several patients um, say they wanted to have their orthopedic surgery done there by a particular doctor whose name I can't remember. So we should be very proud because, you know, what what right below North Carolina is Ohio, and what's number one there, the Cleveland Clinic. So you're going to see in Baltimore, in Maryland, it's the Johns Hopkins Hospital, yeah. another one of my alumni That's good. Uh, organizations. But, you know, the the bottom line is we are so lucky in North Carolina. That to have these institutions. Now, that doesn't say if your hospital's on the list that it's not a great hospital, but we have national recognition for our care uh, in the United States, and it's it's a proud thing. And my uh, my son-in-law wants to uh, put out a shout for the uh, for ECU. I think ECU is a great place. The, let me let me want to know if I were in North Carolina now, twenty two years old. Yeah, I think I'd go to ECU. For medical school. For medical school. Yeah. And, and the reason is, number one, it's, it's a very good program for its value. And uh, I know a lot of people there, and I think it's a great place. If the ECU people are listening, go Pirates. And he also wants me to mention, and this is for sports fans only, that Carolina may be number two in the state. But they're still 6-13 and 13 in conference Absolutely. play. So, you know, but, you know, I don't root for Duke basketball. You don't? I don't. Yeah. I don't know why. They just seem like the Darth Vader of sports for a long time. <laughs> Plus, everybody knows, well, you might not know, I was one of the team positions for Notre Dame football yeah. for 10 years. I got my Notre Dame yeah, sweatshirt yeah, on. Good. And so, you know, once you've been a part of Notre Dame, you're brainwashed. It's like the Manchurian candidate. I mean, they haven't won a national championship in 30 years. It doesn't matter. It was, I was there a year later, two years later. Yeah. And it's been a roller coaster, okay? But Notre Dame carries the mystique. You know, you hate them or you yeah. love them. All right. And I love them. There is a connection between a television show and the coronavirus that nobody has, I, I, up until today, you've never heard it. It's Star Trek, the original show. Absolutely. Invented a sort of greeting for the for the Vulcans. Yes. And the trivia question is that Len, Leonard Nimoy couldn't do it. it. You you put your hand out like palm, okay, yeah. palm first. The and first then two fingers together. Yeah. The last two fingers together. Yeah. The thumb outstretched, thumb outstretched. in a V sign. He okay. couldn't do it. He had to tape two fingers together. Right. But but here's so the thing. what? Why are we doing this? Because the if anything great comes out of this coronavirus misery yeah. and hype, yeah. it's that now people are saying, don't shake hands, because it'll yeah. spread the coronavirus. Oh, sure it will. So yeah. a bunch of guys came up with a great idea. It's the Spock Vulcan greeting. And so you hold up your right hand. It's got to be the right hand. Yeah. You spread those fingers the way it does, and you say, live long and prosper. Now, ah. now if there's a caller out there. Who knows the appropriate response to, you know, Spock says, live long and prosper, and Shatner raises his hand and says, X, Y, Z. If you can call in and tell us what that is, you'll get an autographed picture of me and Dave Alexander for free. I like that. And a roll of Dartmouth toilet paper. Dartmouth toilet paper. So whoever knows what that is, call in, and if nobody calls in in the next five minutes, I'll tell you. So that now... The worldwide post yeah. post COVID nine greeting will yeah. be live long, live long and prosper. And prosper. 
919-860-9783. Live long and prosper. What do you say after that? You get an auto. See, number one, the person who is the number one winner. Yeah. Like, they get one picture signed by us. And then number two? They get two pictures. Two pictures. They get two pictures. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a great not a great award, no matter how you slice it. 919-860-9783 is also the telephone number. If you've got a question about health and issues of health, and we're going to talk about more, uh, perhaps some shout-outs in just a moment. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Well, you know you may. This is the part of the show where we shout out somebody who's done something impressive or newsworthy. Sometimes, other than this show, they would never get a shout out. I'm going to shout out my wife, who uh, is individually responsible for whatever shortage of toilet paper you may experience in your local (laughs) show or your local store. What has she went to the store and there was no toilet paper, so she went to another store. I'm not going to tell you the name, but it was this place that you would ordinarily buy other things, but they also sold toilet paper, or at least they did until Thursday night. Oh boy, because we now have more than a hundred rolls of toilet paper, we're covered. You're covered. We are covered. We got it taken care wow. of. Wow. Who are you shouting out? Well, there was an article that I just glanced at that moved me. And I've always said that health is not about taking chemicals or, you know, eating elderberry, mm-hmm. although that's a part of it. Our health depends upon our happiness. And there's not enough love in this world. There's not enough spontaneous gestures of love. You walk down the street in New York City, people avert your eyes. I mean, at least in North Carolina, people will say hello. Yeah. Well, Dan Peterson, he was down and out, alone, old, no family around. Uh, His wife had died. And he was shuffling along in one of his darkest days when he went grocery shopping. And a, a, a little girl, out of the blue, with her little, you know, um, teddy bear, walked up to him and said, hello, old person. <laughs> and then she said, can I have a hug? Wow. Not can I hug you, Yeah. but can I have a hug? And what happened? They became friends. The family took this man in. They would visit all the time. And he died. And what happened was, over the years, thousands of letters about this relationship Mm -hmm. and so if you're sitting around wringing your hands or putting on every five minutes some coronavirus antiseptic stop Mm. think of someone you love or even somebody you don't know right show some love pay it forward to when somebody shows you something because if we're going to be healthy we got to be happy he was in his darkest days and he was ready to give up and he lived for four more years. Yeah. And, and the, the thing that's so sad nowadays mm-hmm. is that he would almost be looked on by some people in the grocery store as some kind of predator, maybe. Yeah. But we, we have to get over this. We have to show love, compassion in order to be healthy. Charles in Raleigh. Live long and prosper, Charles. 
Do you know what the correct res- Do you know what the correct response is? Peace and long life. You got it. Peace and long life. Yeah, and so it, it, it's a great thing. So instead of shaking someone's hand, mm-hmm. you hold up the sign. You say, "Live long and prosper," and then the guy back to you or the gal back to you says, mm-hmm. "Peace and long life." What more can we do to reduce? The frenzy and fear over the coronavirus, except the Vulcan salute. You are my man. So hang on. They're going to take your phone number also. And you, and you all of those uh, hours spent watching old Star Trek. What was your favorite? Point in time? Your favorite, the first, or did you like the next generation? I, you know what? I am, uh, I'm in my mid-50s, yeah. and I, I watched... The first, I guess, in, yeah. in you know, in the 60s. as a little kid and yeah. runs as well. And then, um, I, I don't know, at different points in my time. I've yeah, no, I like the original, too. Than the other. You remember the tricorder? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Bones, who was the doc, yeah. he would hold this thing over you. Woo, 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 woo. Yes, oh, sir. yeah, you have a 20% blockage in your left anterior ascending corner. I want one of those. <laughs> I want a tricorder. Even, even now. Well, yeah. we, do, we do have the computer discs and the cell phones. Yes. Or, you know, the communicators and all of that. So yeah. I imagine that's coming. So. Yep. Well, <laughs> listen, thank you. Now, hold on. They're going to take your phone number. Also. Well, actually, uh, I have a question. If you oh, can. okay. Gosh. I, I, uh, I have not been able to listen today. Most Saturdays I'm able to, but uh, I actually just tuned in to hear the question uh, yeah. that you asked. So I don't know. What you've been talking about. Talk about anything. But uh, in the past, you had mentioned, uh, I guess it was turmeric and something else. Yes. Inflammation. Right. And I have, and there's a, a, a family history of this, especially on my mother's side, of lymphedema. Uh-huh. And I didn't know if that tended to be something that was hereditary or if that was just happenstance that I remember... Great grandmother, grandmother, my mom, all having swollen legs. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, and does that affect you as well? Yes. Okay. So lymphedema. Let's tell our listeners what that is. The the arteries run blood down to the muscles, and the veins run it back. We'll just use the leg as one example. But there's another channel because your body is constantly fighting a war against infection, and when the immune cells beat an infection, they burst, mm-hmm. a lot of them, and it produces a clear fluid called lymph, lymph nodes. You know what those yeah, are. Sure. So the, there's a billions and billions of little lymph channels that come back up your leg and carry it through the lymph nodes where they filter out excess bacteria. Then that goes into your vein where, up by the heart where it's you know disposed of. But if you've had surgery in your groin or in your abdomen, you can compress those lymph channels so they don't flow. And so you build up with fluid. Off it's in one leg. For example, if you've had breast cancer surgery and somebody sticks a needle in the right arm when your right breast and lymph nodes were taken out, you could cause permanent lymphedema, big swollen arm. So the question is how do we treat that? And it's been very frustrating for people because these channels are so small, mm-hmm. you can't open them up and reconnect them again. So there's a lot of, a lot of work on that. And unfortunately... All of the studies about anti-inflammatory medications have come up 
zilch. Now, that doesn't mean that it won't happen in the future. But I think turmeric has been shown to be very good for an anti-inflammatory. It does help with chronic pain. The neurosurgeons have proven that. But unfortunately, it really doesn't seem to alleviate lymphedema. Now, there are good treatments. Um, You can go to a lymphedema clinic, and they wrap your leg with a very, very tight elastic thing, and you stick your leg up against the wall for four hours, and you do these treatments and do these treatments, and what is it doing? It's squeezing the lymph out of your leg, and then you have to wear a tight compression stocking. And I have several patients who have this, Um, actually more than several. It's a very common thing, and there's idiopathic lymphedema. Have you ever had surgery in your abdomen or your leg? Uh, I I did have a hip replacement several years ago, but I had the problem before before that. Yeah. I, mean, I would even notice it maybe in my mid twenties. Wow! Are you wearing compression stockings? Have you been through the treatments? I have not been through the treatments, and and it is mine is mild. Good. Like if I you know go on a long car ride or something and yeah. was not wearing the uh, compression stockings, then I would see swelling above my sock line. Wow. Uh, at my ankle, uh, but not drastic. Just you could tell, you know, you could tell where the sock was for sure. Okay, so it's not uh, that bad. I mean, I it's not that. Bad. I have patients who are really suffering from this. I mean, massively enlarged legs. Have you ever heard of the disease elephantiasis? Yes. Okay. So elephantiasis is lymphedema gone crazy. And it's because these infectious agents, they, they live in your lymph nodes at times. And then that just blocks them all up. And it can affect all sorts of different organs. The legs become massive. And they look like elephant sure. legs. Yeah. So I, I sympathize with you. My recommendation, though, is to always wear your compression stockings because what you don't want to happen is it get worse over time. And they're very hard to get used to. But once you get used to them, it really helps the condition. Charles, thank you very much. Glenn in Raleigh, how are you? Is that me? Yes, yeah. I think it is. What is your What is your first? Gwyn. <laughs> yeah. Gwyn, I'm so sorry. Live long and prosper. What can I do for thank you? Thank you. Uh, pre-diabetes questions. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my doctor says I do, and she is suggesting, and she's left it kind of up to me to start on metformin. Yes. Mm-hmm. You want to know about it. Uh-huh. It's a great drug. Um, let's talk about side effects first. Nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. It's interesting. A lot of people go to a GI doctor because they're having the runs and it won't go away. And it's the metformin. It's rare, but just be aware of that. Now, it's a great medicine. How does metformin work? Just like cholesterol, you make most of your own sugar, okay? And it's made in the liver. And so metformin reduces the liver liver's ability to make glucose or sugar. And so it's a great medicine. It's the first thing for a lot of people. Um, For me, the first thing, treatment, is the no-no diet. Are you familiar with what we talk about with the no-no diet? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. So, number one, just cut back white flour, sugar, white potatoes, except the skins, eat those, and white rice. And then if he recommends metformin, I I agree. It's the greatest drug to start off with. Now, suppose it doesn't work. Um, Avoid, in my opinion, unless he determines that you need it because you have a lack of insulin. But insulin should be your last resort because it makes you gain weight. It possibly increases your risk of heart disease. And you already have insulin. It just doesn't work right. You have what's called insulin resistance. Now, I'm not going to tell you the medications to take, but my advice would be, 
Listen to your doctor. Metformin sounds like a great idea. But if you need more, try to avoid insulin. Well, at what my question really is, at what point do you decide that that's necessary? I think if your hemoglobin A1C, and did he measure that yet? Yes. It's and what was it? Can I ask? Mm-hmm. What was it? 6.0. 6.0? 6.0, and fasting blood sugar is 99. Okay, so here, here. If let's just suppose I had a patient like you. I would start with a diet first and do it for six months. But if your doctor recommends metformin for a reason that I don't know, it's safe, it's effective, and um, it'll work. Um, but, you know, tightening up your diet is not a bad idea to begin with anyway. I'm trying it, well, it, it was worded to me as, well, if you want to, which really made it makes it hard to decide. Right. Now, do I want to take medicine? <laughs> no. Um, I'm not one of these anti-medicine people. I'm pro-medicine. Drugs are our friends. Without chemicals, life itself would be impossible. Mm-hmm. But when you can do it without medicine, it's always better, I think. Thank you, you need for the medicine. Thank you for the phone call. Thank you. Have a great day. I've got a question. I'm on metformin. Yeah. Does it matter what time of the day I take it? No. It Twice doesn't a day. have to be Morning before. And evening. No. Doesn't have to be before meals. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with that sugar. Do I got time to tell you one thing? Quickly. You know the shot you're taking? The um, yeah, Ozempic. Ozempic. They made a pill. Did they really? I don't know if it's going to work. I think they made a pill. I think she's going to notice. She's going to notice that uh, metformin's the smelliest pill you've ever had. Oh, it smells like dog food. I've never smelled it. It smells like dog food. All right, that's it for Heart Health. We'll be back next week, believe it or not, helping you get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.